attention, please. It's time for Last Call. This is the last call, last call, last call. A behind-the-scenes and candid conversation from A's baseball. That's going to be gone, and it's back to back to back. you believe that? To mic'd up memories, to industry insights, and after-dark illumination of our national pastime. Here's Amelia Schimmel and Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back. We're back. We're sweaty and we're back. I'm at the point where mm. like I'm sweaty and then like it kind of dries and yeah. so I feel gross. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I've taken like six showers today, yeah. but like short ones. I'm aware we're in a drought. Very short ones. Yeah. But I can't. I can't just sit there all sticky. I am lucky though. We are both lucky yeah. to, I'm in the control room, which is very air conditioned. Yours is a little less air conditioned. Mine's a little bit less air conditioned, but I have the window. So, yeah. so I was cool, but I was also like subject to a lot of foul balls. But, and then you also have Martin Gallegos probably fanning you with palm fronds. He did, and then Olivia feeds me grapes. Today she wasn't on it. She was kind of being lazy. <laughs> not appreciating. Not it. a good day to sleep. Not slap. a good day. No, it was 112 degrees. Well, it wasn't 112 degrees. It was probably probably 90 <laughs> at first pitch or something like that it was like a 90 plus um no no it was like 86 at first pitch yeah. but in inner east bay like east east bay it was like mm, 113 deep east bay super east oh god i can't even imagine first of all i have two comments on that none of which is very clever or remarkable but i'm gonna say them anyway Number one, growing up, I did not have air conditioning in my house in Oakland because we just didn't have. I heard that was, that's a thing. It's a thing. Like you never in Oakland, you had, you had the Marine layer. You didn't need an air conditioner. So I actually do have one in my house now. Thank God, because my little dog Kiwi is Mm -hmm. just, you know, snorting like a pig and she can't breathe. Um, And the second thing I was going to say is now I'm bummed that we didn't play 98 degrees like all night. Yeah. Well, it wasn't exactly 98 degrees during the game. It was 98 degrees. That's true. In my heart. In our armpits. In my (laughs) knee pits and armpits. Yeah. um, I'm not going to lie. Like I, so I was in Reno covering the aces and we'll go over that later, but Mm -hmm. it was hotter here than it was in Reno because Reno is that dry heat and stuff, but everywhere there has air conditioning and swamp coolers and everything. Yeah. Well, now that we've discussed the weather, the obvious. Yeah. Somebody, somebody did walk up to me today. They go, and they were kind of snobby. They were like, what's it like having air conditioning? I was like, freaking dope, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the A's lost 10 to 9. Yeah. <laughs> On that note. 10 to 9. But it was interesting because it was one of those games where there was a lot of action. And I really appreciated it. Yeah. And you were talking about just because balls were flying like crazy because of the heat. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that that game where we were playing at Dodger Stadium. And it was the postseason. And balls were flying like crazy. And we're Chris, talking to Chris Bassett saying, please don't make me throw here ever again. (laughs) And it's funny because as much as we talk about certain ballpark factors, we often forget about the weather. And that's another reason why people love hitting at heating, uh, hitting at chase stadium because of the heat and it has that and how high up it is. So balls were flying like crazy. Yeah. Shout out to my friend Gabe who texted me early on and was like, Hey, I think this is going to be one of those like kind of games where it's just high scoring and the ball just flies out and that's exactly what happened like Murphy's homer like I don't even know what the exit velo was on that but it, we'll talk about 7.5 oh my god yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it seemed like maybe 300 or something, but you know, I was noticing that too. Like, I felt like we were like somebody lied to me. I think baseball savant, do you really know what you're doing? (laughs) I think that this game, this night game was probably the warmest night game we've ever, like I I can remember. I feel like there was one earlier in the season where I got out of my car and I could barely breathe. I can't really remember which day it was, but it's about the same. But that's like the, the, the ball flies out when it's warmer. Yeah. And that's just what happens. And usually that's why like cold night games, you know, the ball just like dies on the warning track or whatever, but it was just going. So yeah, 10 to nine. But like I was back out. covering the PCL again. I really liked it. Um, but before that, before the game actually occurred, uh, the main storyline, of course, was the return of Robbie Grossman. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you guys have to see her face during that because I got deep so hard. I was like, and I almost fell off my stool that I'm sitting on. Just oh, kidding. Was nice. It was the return of Matt Olson. Um, and I get excited. Jesse Chavez. Jesse Chavez. <laughs> Ron Washington. Actually, that was pretty cool. Um, but the thing was, uh, I love when we get of a guy a scrum because the joke, the joke is I want every former A to have a scrum, and that's a lot of scrums that would take place. And for those of you who don't know, a scrum is just, you know, we talk to the manager before the game, a bunch of the media members get around and pound them with questions. And so we talked to Matt and it was, you know, the standard stuff. He was happy to be back. I didn't have a chance to ask him if he got lost finding the visitor. Visiting oh, clubhouse. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, thanked the organization and it was very thankful that that was the team that got him started. And if you look in the front office and everything like that, and if you cover as much minor league ball as I do, it's really cool to kind of see that. And he was very thankful for I know I kept saying thankful, but you know that's how that's, how he's feeling, and he complimented the the this the same answer they give a lot. Like one of their favorite moments is that of course AL wild card game, um, just because there was like fifty five thousand fans, the place was rocking. Um, it was like a postseason vibe, of course, and you know it was one of those those games where the entire season nobody's there, and then I'm sharing an elevator with a Rod and Buster Olney. Like it's just one of yeah. those things. So it was cool to hear from him. And then he happened to hit a home run tonight. He did. Uh, He launched one. We couldn't hit the Ole Toledo, unfortunately, because it it put them up pretty big. We ended up catching it up, making a game out of it. But um, yeah, I missed seeing the the Ole Toledo. And, you know, you don't want him to do damage against us. But and I totally, I guess, I don't know how, but forgot just how amazing his defense is at first base. And we got a little taste of that when I think it was Jonah bride that hit one down the line. He made a diving stop on that and threw it for, I mean, yeah, we never overlooked his defense. It I was know, incredible. And I, it's so hard to measure a first baseman's defense though. Well, yeah, he would just pick it with the best of yeah. them. Like he would pick every single throw and you don't really realize how good you have it until yeah. you see oh, like, sure a league average first base when well, I'm not even talking about anybody specific. I'm just talking about any other first baseman, a non gold Glover. Like he was just so good. And the throws too. So yeah, we um, miss him dearly. And I tweeted about the sign that you were talking about, how it would light up to say Oli Toledo. And I tweeted out the Holy Toledo sign mm-hmm. and somebody responded 
by putting Oli Toledo in there. Oh, that's cool. So somebody did that for him. So I made sure he, he retweeted because nice Photoshop. He, yeah, job. yeah. It was very, I was like, <laughs> wow, I feel like you're you were saw it in, in real life. But it was really cool because I loved the ovation that he got, even though we didn't have a ton of fans. It sounded like there were a ton of fans at the time because we yeah. did that a little bit early. So yeah. like people are still filing and it's tough. You want well, I mean, to get... every time we went up to bat, there was, oh, there yeah. was like a good little ovation. And then of course a really cool tribute video. And the thing about Olsen is he hates attention, which um that sucks because you play for the Braves now, but <laughs> it would have been way worse if you went to like a team like New York or anything like that. Yeah. He would have struggled with all the attention. Uh, but it was good to see him, and um, it's a fun game. It was a really fun game. I don't think the A's have anything really to like lay their heads down about. Cole Irvin had a shaky start, but definitely. But hang, hang in there, Cole Irvin. I mean, like that's that was impressive. I know he gave up like whatever five or six early, but stayed in, gave him some innings, let the team catch up. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and it's always cool to see a guy like when they struggle in the first and second. And whether it's doubles or walks, and yeah. then they kind of balance themselves out as the frames go by. That's one of my favorite characteristics of a pitcher. And I wouldn't characterize Cole Irvin as a young pitcher necessarily anymore, but he definitely is still young in his successful years. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing that in a pitcher like that. Speaking of age, I believe we had a Murphy Brown back to back, right? Murphy and the, Sean Murphy and then Seth Brown on the Ooh, horse. Yes. Murphy Brown is probably. Uh, a show that you did not watch because I'm, I'm, I'm so young slightly older I'm than you so are. young Candace Bergen I know I'm gonna act like I don't know who that is so I can pretend to be young still all y'all out there that are like 35 and older please help me out on this one Murphy Brown I've been looking at that back-to-back in the lineup for a while now and wanted to say something about it but it dates me yeah. so there we are you are dating yourself we are all dating ourselves hey I gotta get dates somehow we honestly. gotta get dates somehow it's funny when I first heard that term I was like good for you he's like i'm dating myself i'm like you know what that's really brave (laughs) love yourself good for you um you know heading into the game was really cool uh we got to share dugouts with um some kids from make a wish oh my god so fun greater bay area and not only that but they were so excited to meet some of the players my favorite part uh both chad pinder and steven vote they did visit uh kaiser permanente earlier today Mm -hmm. but they were also so engaged with the kids uh, uh, Chad Pinder and Stephen Vogt took a knee and like they were like on the kids level giving them respect and talking to them signing jerseys the mail machine stopped by of course the Mark Kotze all of them and that was really cool and they got to you know do an do an interview uh, an interview before the game and throughout the first pitch like everything they could ever imagine and I don't know just really cool stuff like that everybody was fantastic about yeah. it yeah and the guest PA announcer uh Brody he was so cute he was fantastic he was I think a little bit nervous at first but then by the time he got to Nick Allen his third batter he was like Nick Allen uh-huh. was, I saw the first one too yeah I he could tell you got a little, little bit tentative better. I mean it was Shay Langoliers so it's a little tough to start on Why a name that's, like that like maybe oh, I guess you couldn't control who the batter was right <laughs> but I'm like, Amelia, why'd you do that? (laughs) He told me his favorite players are Sean Murphy and Stephen Vogt. And I was like, you got Sean Murphy in the lineup, dude. And he actually, when he came up to kind of um, in the third inning, they come up and they kind of start to watch like how I do it. So that by the fourth inning, he knows exactly how that works. Sean Murphy homered while he was in the booth and he was so excited to see it. I was so excited for him. And then I was like, it's a bummer that Vote's not in the starting lineup, but maybe he'll get into this game. And then later on, Vote Very pinch cool. hit. And I was like, I wonder if Brody's watching this. I'm sure he was like locked in on the game because he was a diehard fan. Yeah. 
Also, I saw at the beginning of the game, Cole Irvin, when he was throwing his warm-up pitches, a lot of pitchers get like really locked in on their warm-up pitches and stuff. And so it's tough to kind of spend as much time with the kids as you want to. He just, he spent a ton of time with the Make-A-Wish kids that were out there, like autographing stuff and and saying hi to them. It was so so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Cole doesn't get locked in. He's a crazy mf'er. He's, He's awesome. He just like skips in hands out donuts goofball yeah, yeah. and Great james song too, james caprillion is the again. complete opposite of that um you got a stomper beanie today i did thanks to kim jackson um shout out i don't know if you listen but i appreciate you so much because she she makes these awesome stomper beanies you've probably seen them on like a couple different fans and stuff and she makes them by hand it's like she i guess crochets them I that's probably... right that's crochet that's right. okay yeah. oh gosh thank you um I am not very domestically inclined sorry mom so she's dating um, herself yeah that's why I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah so I don't know how that works but she manages to make these really really cool hats and they've got like the elephant trunk on them and stuff and so she made one for me and so I met her and her husband before the game and it was just so sweet. Um, and I'm really excited to wear that thing. I couldn't wear it tonight, unfortunately, because it was like, as we said, a thousand degrees. It was a thousand degrees. Um, but I'm going to pull that one out in, in um, colder weather and I'm going to wear it proud. So thank you so much, Kim. You're awesome. Um, I want to talk about a personalized jersey I saw today. Mm-hmm. I didn't think a personalized jersey could upset me as much as a ballpark proposal does. Ooh. But this one on the back said schnookums schnookums so that's like uh, was it was it somebody like was it like uh it wasn't a couple a, it was a somebody, tandem one no. it was somebody by themselves well maybe schnookums went to the game by themselves that day and, left, and their and, other schnookums and left, was there and home. left pookie at home <laughs> pookie yeah. bear pookie bear um so i get it it's cute like i i really like the uh together since 1985 yeah those, are, those cool. are super cute um i you think schnookums lost a bet Somebody asked me that too. Maybe it's their last name, honestly. Like I don't, Steve Schnookums. No, I doubt it. But I really think it was like a cute. <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong. I feel like if it, if it's like a woman trying to like, comp- like be a part of it, or just like, hey, I'm gonna do your baby name. I would troll the hell out of my boyfriend if like he that was not his actual baby name, but I gave him like that baby name. Or yeah. what are they called? The baby. They have the baby pet name? names. Pet names. I don't know. That's why we're dating ourselves. again. Once again, dating we're ourselves. Dating ourselves. Um. So I do have only one jersey that I possess, and it is a personalized Jessica Kleinschmidt jersey, an A's one. Does it say like Pookie or something on the back, or is it Kleinschmidt? I mean, Kleinschmidt in German means little smith. So if you want to think that that's, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm pretty sure Schimmel is like a type of mold. Somebody yeah. told me that on the uh, in the comments on my the A's posted about my birthday oh my a gosh. couple of years ago. They were like, "Happy birthday, Amelia!" And somebody wrote underneath. Schimmel means mold in German. It's like, well, thank you for the yeah. education. He was actually kind of funny about it. It wasn't rude. Anyways, so that's, so you have a customized jersey. I feel, I don't know how I feel about personalized jerseys, honestly. I still want to get my mom a custom Schimmel Cubs A's jersey because my sister works for the Cubs. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about those. I don't want to hate on them. I think sometimes they're cool. Like you said. Yeah, I I will say, because you know how Martine and I have that, and you've participated, like the Jersey. Martin. Oh, Martine Gallegos yeah. is the A's beat reporter for MLB.com. Okay. Still got to get that intro in. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. And um, sometimes we'll see a personalized one and we like really get duped because we're like, 
since when what was there another mick jensen like i don't because we just get confused yeah. well we saw like a, a bender jersey yeah. uh it was an oakland a's bender jersey wearing number four so i'm pretty sure it was the guy's last name because i don't think it was chief bender or he went like, on a bender yeah, that's true i don't think it was chief bender who i believe what played for the philly a's or something i don't know i gotta definitely like a 19 bender or bender bender B-E-N-D-E-R. Oh, okay. we're gonna look that up right now but as you were yeah to walk amongst I, yourself. I am pretty I like it I think it's cool it's definitely like I'm a very I and I think you can actually attest to this I'm very good about creative gifts and like thoughtful gifts mm-hmm. I feel like if you personalize a jersey that's like a really cool gift not just because it's personalized but because that's freaking expensive yeah so you may know Chief Bender from the Philadelphia the 1903 you you were in PE with him I yeah I actually I watched him play in 1909 it was a good year baby 1903 to 1914 Philadelphia A's you remember the number is it the right it was said four but they didn't have numbers then I guess that was before numbers existed um, wow, like just, in the world they just ran they had roman numerals on ran, the back of their jersey <laughs> no like literally it does not say a number here on his baseball reference page i'm sure i mean i don't honestly i don't even know if you to, if you told me they didn't have jersey numbers in 1905 i would believe you yeah we should probably figure that one we're out we're not going to go on a podcast and talk about we can't non- look at the video unfortunately to see whether yeah. there were your iphone was if somebody painted day. if someone out there painted a portrait of chief bender yeah and he was wearing a number four. Let us know. Yeah, because Amelia's um, iPhone was broken. The- Actually, no, it was back in the day. Her Blackberry, my Nokia. Her Blackberry was broken. Yeah. Um, Those were fun. I know you are the queen of pronunciation because you have to for your job. Mm, thank you so much. Remember all the drama with Norhe Ruiz? Yeah. Um. So when Norhe Nor- hey Ruiz got promoted to MLB, he introduced himself to Erica, our community manager uh, com- yeah communications yeah, yeah. yeah and um she was introduced to him and he said my name's norge and so when she talked to us she's like it's norge i'm like that doesn't feel right but you know what it's erica she's one of my close friends i'm gonna believe her i'm not gonna who am i to doubt erica freaking mm-hmm. george yeah and so i'm walking around and then i have to think about it and i was like i wonder if amelia knows this so we tracked down amelia it was all this stuff but then we had to go send Sergio and Melissa, who are bilingual, and mm-hmm. to, they made him talk into a recording. And he says, Norhe. Norhe, yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Okay, cool. So I go and I cover the Aces Aviators. And right when I get there, before it was announced um, publicly, they said, we sent Norge to ML to the bigs. And I was like, and this was the um, trainer. So he knows how to pronounce the name. I was like, what the hell is going What's on? What's going on? So that's just his nickname. And they, nickname they, they, kind, they, they joke because they kind of Americanize it. Gotcha. You know, it's kind of like making fun of the fact that he's, and he's like, you know, you can make fun of the fact that like everybody else is calling him Norge. So that's what they called him. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a ton of sense yes. now. Why he introduced himself is that he was just, he was just cool, trying to be casual, and nice. Like, Hey, we're cool. Like I can introduce, he's such a nice guy. So now that I know him, it's like, that makes a lot of sense. That's how he introduces himself. There it is. Yes. Now we know. Um, you, um, a really cool moment tonight was Chad Pinder hit a game tying home run. Yeah. This was a pinch hit home run, mm-hmm. the sixth and it broke a franchise. It's now mm-hmm. a new Fran- athletics. athletics franchise mm-hmm. record. Um, and then Murphy also had a, a Murphy scored because of it. Mm-hmm. 
you talk about the celebration you saw. Oh my God. I thought it was, it's going to be hard to describe because this is more of a visual thing. But if you guys look at the highlights of Pinder's Homer, uh, Murphy scores, they, they both get to the plate and they like hug and sleep on each other's shoulders. They took yeah. like a little nap on yeah. each other's shoulder. It was like a precious moment for everyone, I think. And like who among us does not want a nap, like a quick nap. I in the totally middle of agree. Um, maybe they have, it was be- adorable. Um, I did not see it. I mean, you should, it's worth a Google. Do you think somebody shared it? I mean, I'm, it's probably like on the A's Twitter page. If you look at Pinder's Homer or something. Okay. That's yeah. true. I mean, that's... I like, I don't want to like oversell this, but it no. was one, it was one of the, it was the top two sellies of the night. I'm, as I'm definitely as... a Chad Pinder fan. I'm not really allowed <clears throat> to be, but I said it. I said it. I, everything he does. Everyone's a, fa- a fan of Chad Pender. I Everything he does is magic. Everything he does just. His nickname is Chi. And I feel like people, you, yes. your Chi is harnessed, whatever that means. Just, yeah. it's very like Zen, cool. Yeah. Everybody likes him. Pindergarten. Great in the community. Pindergarten. Yes. Yeah. So, Fantastic. Love the little nap celebration between Murph and Chi. Um, are you ready for some trivia? I think so. So we joked around that the Braves were, you know, coming into for a reunion, basically, mm-hmm. for Jesse Chavez. How many teams has Jesse Chavez Oh, been? my God. I want to see. See, it's not a crazy question. Do I have to, like, name them all? No, you can just okay. give, give me a number between 1 and 30. I think he's played for 13. I think he's played for the most. It's, tw- like, 12 or 13. He's played for the most major league teams. I counted nine, but nine. Maybe oh, maybe I, I just blew that one out of. But I thought you know, thirteen is what I would have guessed if I didn't count it earlier. But yeah, yeah, that's a little much, actually. Yeah, but that's what I got. If you want to recount, no, I call a recount. I believe you. Um, but fifteen seasons, fifteen years. Wild. Yeah. No. Actually. Yeah. I don't know why I even guessed that because if you think about I like would. I would. Well, no. If totally you think about like his that. tenure, like you just said, he played for 15 seasons. He wasn't with a new team every single. Almost I wouldn't every have been surprised. Year. I mean, you're right. He played four. For four. Let's see. Let's get it out here. We got the A's for four. The Braves for three. Oh, because he came. So he came back to the Braves. So that like kind of duped me a little bit too. That's so. true. A's, Braves, Rangers, Royals, Pirates, Cubs, Angels, uh, Toronto, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The Toronto Dodgers. He did play <laughs> for the Toronto Dodgers. I, Jay's Dodgers is what I should have said. But yeah, um, wild. Oh my. It's like two years a team. Do you think he just gets like, you know, do you think his agent is like, gotta move, man, gotta stay on your toes? Or do you think I think I well, I mean it's the reliever way. It's traders and it's trades and stuff, not well. The reliever is like you don't have like a 10-year extension on a reliever. You're lucky yeah. if you get a two-year extension for a reliever. But that's like that's props to him. That's not, you know, like if if you like tried to hire somebody and you looked at their resume and you're like, why were you here only two years yeah. every single place? You'd be like, ew. But for this. I wouldn't say you, Um, but for this, this is a time. Amelia's actually hired people recently. Hey, it says here you got booted from the Blue Jays after just like one year. What's happening? No, um, for this, it's a testament to how many teams want him. Yeah, you know, to to be on their staff on their relief court, and he actually, I believe, he started as a starter. So let's check. Let's take a look at his. Uh, no, you know what? With us, he he made a lot of starts, but he with Pittsburgh in 08, he didn't he wasn't starting games. He didn't really start a bulk of 
the bulk of the games until 2014, 2015 with us. 21 games started and 26 games started. That's wild. So we turned him into like a nice little starter and then he went back to the pen. Fantastic. Uh, story of the decade because or decade and a half in this case. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? What do you, th- you think he's, uh, you think he's around for a couple more teams or what? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause he's not a velocity guy. So he doesn't have to worry about his arm necessarily going to crap. You know, <laughs> well, he's 38 years old right now. Yeah. And Sergio Romo is still playing. There you go. That's a good point. Yeah. And if, because you think about it from that perspective, like a, you're always going to need a bullpen guy because it doesn't matter what your starters are like. You dip into the bullpen, you're going to, you need the variety. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be something to add. So I'll give him, you know, two more seasons. Yeah. He doesn't look almost 40. Wild. I, um, I look almost 40. Yeah, see, that wasn't too bad of a trivia question. Thank you. I yeah. I want to read a DM I received today. And oh it God. says Is it SFW? No, it says watching the A's game on TV, hearing your calls here and there. I appreciate your calling when I can hear them. They just got four runs. They thought I was you. You're welcome. Kind of. of. I was like, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I was confused because I was just like, what are they playing during the game? And like, you can hear like in the press box, my interviews and stuff going off. So I was like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, oh, no, 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 you're, you're hearing Amelia. She's our PA announcer. So he said, my bad. She kicks though. I think that's a compliment. Oh, she really do that. Oh, you really do that. So there's that. Oh my God. That's so cool. I'm going to put that on like my Twitter bio. I really do that. And then like, yeah, quote him. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but also people uh, do your research. I am Googleable. I am like, <laughs> and so is she. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's like a last that call is no, listener. That's no disrespect to you at all. It was just like, I write all of every, everything that I'm not like the PA announcer. That's your. I am honored thing. to have been confused and confusing. God, I am honored to have been confused with you. If that makes sense. Confused for me, you mean? Con- yeah yeah someone you know, listen <laughs> i i say all the words during the game after the game i make no promises in between the lines baby sentences in between the lines don't happen after i get home in you the know, correct form you know jenna vanderite of course yes they would get her and i confused all the time and she just like wore it they're like oh my god your tweet was so funny and she was like thank you so much <laughs> and she just like wore it and wore it and wore it and then finally it was actually this it was larry beale from abc and he was just like, you are so funny on Twitter. And like the umpteenth time she finally was, she was going to say thank you again. He goes, I've been thinking you were Jessica this whole time. And she's like, yeah. And I just, not I'm not going to say no. That's a compliment. So uh, there was a woman at MLB network who constantly called me Amanda. And the first couple times I corrected her, yeah. but it was, it became apparent. She was never going to learn. So I just, I became Amanda for five years. She wow. called me Amanda. And I worked with her like on a daily basis. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I just became that. Amanda. I feel like I have an alter ego now. Maybe. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm sure we can build that into like something to I like, don't know what it is. From. Everybody, yeah. Anyway. Um cool. Well, I just spent a week covering the Reno Aces. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Yeah. So it was in that. I've done it before. I would, I joined the TV and radio broadcast doing some color commentary. And the bonus of this time around was they were playing the aviators, which of course is the AAA affiliate of the A's. And, um, and so during my coverage, 
um, I got to take a look at some of the guys that I have really haven't seen since the beginning of the season. And I'm noticing how many opportunities are given to these guys. Uh, Mickey McDonald, for instance, and I talked to you about him. He was the leadoff hitter and it, he was a different Mickey McDonald than we saw in the beginning of the season. The guy is a difficult out. He cannot, you can't throw to him. He's going to hit everything. He's not the old McDonald. He's not the old McDonald. And he finds the gaps and it's just like this, this leadoff hitter who has some, you know, some slap to the ball mm. and just manages to get on base. He's fast. He's a good defender. And it, I thought about it. I was like, I wish I could have cut and pasted him to the beginning of the season and to, to his defense. I don't think he was ready in the beginning of the season, despite having a killer season last season for the, the triple a team. I think they kind of were banking on that, maybe a strong spring. Um, so hopefully we can see more of him. Nate Mondu, he's a short stature, but he covers so much ground. And not just defensively, but same thing. He's a difficult out. Uh, Billy Owens complimented both Nate Mondu and Mickey McDonald. He just said, these are good ball players, And that's a guy you want to get a compliment um, from. And we got, I got to watch three of Brent Honeywell's major league rehab assignments which was really interesting so they had the pitch clock in triple a yeah the pitch clock and automatic strike zone but if you're there on a rehab assignment you don't do the automatic strikes or you don't do the pitch clock so it was kind of interesting from that just to make it go so quickly and then to slow down a little bit um honeywell did top out at 96 miles an hour so that's Ooh, good to hear and his go. specialty pitches are really good too and that was a big thing because you, when your elbows messed up that's the stuff that you want to pay attention to I got to see Kevin Smith play shortstop and he killed it. Nice. He's a phenomenal shortstop. Um, that's his true position. I know we got used to him playing third forever because he was kind of trying to make up for Matt Chapman. Um, and, and he just did a phenomenal job. He needs to work on the bat a little bit, but that was really cool. Um, and I will say, I do like the pitch clock a lot. There's your farm yeah. report, folks. That's yeah. awesome. And the then, pitch clock, though, like, what do you think about? So you said a game was pretty fast, right? Like one two was two hours. hours and ten minutes. And we had a game this year that just incidentally was two hours and thirteen minutes. And I thought, you know, it was nice for a change to have it be that quick. But I'm always like, more baseball is better. But the, it's the, the pace, right? Well, the pace for the players really like it too. I think a lot, it, it's kind of difficult, like for instance, like, especially with the A's, the guys are going up and down so much. I, mean, I could seem like, I could see that be kind of a weird adjustment, but Jared Koenig was like, it's quick. And that's the only thing you have to really adjust to. Some of the catchers were kind of weird about it, but they like it too. Um, but it, it makes the action go by fast. And just think about when you and I grew up playing softball, that's what it felt like. It was mm. still a blast of a game. There was a ton of yeah. action and it went by fast, but it felt like you weren't really missing anything, but there was still, there was still a game that was three hours plus because Jared Koenig really struggled during the first and second innings. So like those things still take place. Yeah. Um, but the automatic strikes in was bizarre because you could tell a lot of the guys wanted to yell at the umpire, but they couldn't. Yeah. They, you what are you going to yell at a robot? Yeah. And cause like they, it, when it's a human person, so you automatically want to yeah. yell at them and they're just like, Oh wait, like, yeah. no. And so that's kind of interesting, but it also shows that because I've talked to veteran players about it too. And they'll say a certain umpire will call one of their specialty pitches and, and that kind of sucks. They don't get that catchers, any catcher who is like a frame God doesn't matter anymore. Um, because that no. part of the game's done nibbling, like getting some uh. of these 
like edges and stuff like that. Those parts are kind of taken out. Um, I think that one's going to have the most controversy. That for me does have the most controversy because I didn't even think about that because it's an entire art of pitch framing that you're just losing there. Yeah. I mean, the Molina brothers, like there are just, Murphy is so good at it. Um, Buster, and Buster be, Posey was fantastic. Yeah, at it. and yeah. you can be really bad at it and that'll like really affect the game or, you know, those pitches where, um you know the catcher doesn't catch it and therefore the umpire thinks that it's not a strike well that's going to go for a strike anyway yeah. it's like almost like you don't even really have to catch it yeah. when there's nobody on base yeah that's wild yeah but it was it was it was cool but you know for my first analyst gig and like dealing with it so quickly was a lot of work but yeah but I um, had an amazing time and um, hopefully it turns into another aspect of my career. First of all, shout out to you for being on that broadcast. I know you've done a lot of like radio stuff for mm -hmm. them already, but like that was, you were doing color commentary. Yeah. For well, I did that with, I did it like the entire time, even like previously with the aces too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that was the first time that like I was locked in. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, it was cool. Like I think, and it was, it's so weird because I've done about like thir maybe like 15 shows with them now and I still have like a trillion more reps that I feel like I'll be comfortable with but it's just such a different vibe especially because it's with the pitch clock like and you know me I like to talk a lot no it's, I know right and but it was so bizarre because you have to say so much without saying a lot so and reporter just gets in there and you want to give them updates about everything going on especially if it's a guy that's new like David McKinnon nobody knew about him so I talked about him and like Bo Taylor, who I just interviewed for the A show, I got to talk to him about him a little bit and Koenig and like all this other stuff. So it's just really interesting to try to get all that stuff in there. So I think when, when they bring the automatic strike zone and the pitch clock to the bigs, which is they, they plan to do that around 2024, a lot of the commentators and broadcasters are going to have a lot of adjusting to do. Yeah. That's going to be real interesting. Yeah. Cause it was, it's a 22nd pitch clock and you're used to having, and you know how much time goes in between. Yeah. Them. So imagine cutting that down by like a fraction. Yeah. That kind of affects how I work as well too. I'm not trying to not try to be woe was me or anything yeah. like that, but I will like, say I'm the, looking at the, the pitch P, clock. The PA announcers did a fabulous job. It's like, it, it's nothing different than like adjusting to a different type. Of yeah. Difference. It's, yeah. You just, you're looking, there is a, there is a clock between pitches, but also between innings and you need to announce the batter. Um, generally with about 20 seconds left on that clock, just to let the batter know, Hey, like this is your time mm -hmm. to go. Like the most of them know, but some of them kind of lag and for MLB pace of play right now, as it is without the pitch clock, there is still that clock. So yeah. I'm looking at that. And when it hits like 30 seconds or so, that's when I'm getting ready to announce the yeah. batter. Um, so I, it's going to be really interesting, you know, with, with the pitch clock once yeah. it is in place, but that's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, I like it a lot. I really do. Like, I wasn't sure about it at first. Cause I was just like, what the heck? But then I got used to it. And then, um, just to see how even tonight, I feel like the game went by really fast because of, you know, everybody was hitting the ball and stuff like that. But I think once you adjust to it, you it's fine. Cause at first I was like, ew, you're messing with the game. But even the guys who were traditionalists, really embraced it because that's how we felt about replay too right yeah and now it's it's pretty cool yeah so I, it's just kind of one of those things and especially because how i was actually jared koenig who told me when we were done talking he goes yes baseball's a very is run by a lot of stubborn people 
but it's also embraced by a lot of stubborn people. Mm. And it's also run by people who are trying to change it and also loved by people who are trying to change it. Jared Koenig, the philosopher. Yes, it's it's a very stubborn sport, which I really appreciate. totally true. Yeah, so I thought was really cool. probably why I love it so much. Yeah, exactly. I'm a stubborn person. I know, you're like, attitude change. You're like, well, I don't know about this, but I, (laughs) I swear- that's exactly how I felt at the beginning. And then once it kept going, it was like, okay, it's not taking anything away from the game. Um, I'm sure there'll be adjustments as time goes on. Cause it's going to be a lot of bumps in the road with it as new things are. Uh, my only concern is like, if a pitcher doesn't get enough time to warm up, but I still think that they figured that out as well, especially if a guy's coming on the bullpen, he didn't get enough throws. Um, then he can still warm up. So even with, they dipped in the bullpen like six or seven times. The game still went relatively fast. Yeah. That so, is. Yeah. Well, so that's so cool that you got to do that. Yeah. I loved it. It was your props. It was just, uh, I'm, I, you know, as much as I prep for the games, uh, for us, it was like times 1 trillion to do that and to just develop. It's just, you know, storytelling. It's just a whole different art, but I definitely want to go bow to Ken Korak because he works his butt off. He does. Yeah. And the TV side was, was really cool too. So mm-hmm. Ken Korak is yeah. just the best. He is cool. Well, and I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I you know I always want to just I know you want to stay and talk, talk until forever. the cows come home. Uh, but it's been so real tonight. Um, we'll get them tomorrow. We'll get them tomorrow. It was a really fun game, though. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Let's win the next one, though. I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go. I'll let you go. I'm gonna let you go. This is the last call, last call.